Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hollywood Hero. I'm your host, Layla Palmer, and today I am back with the podcast where I meet and interview the entertainment industry's most acclaimed personalities. I know I missed uploading last week, but like I said previously many times, I am a student and things just get a little hectic sometimes and I can't meet that deadline, but this week I'm back. I did this interview such a long time ago, like way too long ago, and now it is finally coming out and I'm super excited to release this. So today I'm going to be joined by Goku Love, who is one fourth of Hero the Band, which is a very multifaceted, multi-genre rock band, if you will, um, made up of four brothers and... I was so drawn to Hero the Band because when you see them in photos or any of their promotional shoots that they do, all of their styles and all of their looks are so different and it comes together and it and they make this like amazing sound. Their music is so good and they just look so cool. So I had a really insightful conversation with Goku Love um about like authenticity in the music industry and you know we touched a little bit on black history month and what the music industry looks like then for uh, musicians and artists of color and i thought it was very fitting to upload this now given that it is black history month now just a disclaimer because i don't want anyone to get the wrong idea or anything like that i didn't specifically wait for february for black history month to upload this interview it just kind of worked out in the timeline that way Um, And it is very fitting. And also, we do touch on this a little bit in the interview, but Black History Month is great. And I think it's amazing that Black History is acknowledged so much during Black History Month. But I also think it's something that so many people, you know, not just Black people, but allies alike, need to push for recognition of Black History consistently throughout the year yeah i would like to you know make that quick disclaimer because like obviously black history is something that needs to be appreciated and recognized all the time not just in february the shortest month of the year so yeah but given that we talked about black history month specifically in this interview i thought it would be a good time to release this now and also like i said it just worked out with the timing of things so Uh, I hope you all enjoy this episode. I am so happy for you all to hear it. And uh, I will see you all next week. Okay, so I'm here with Goku Love from Here Are the Band. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, Before we get started with anything, you can tell me and the listeners a little bit more about yourself. Um, So, yeah. Tell me about you. Uh, well, first of all, I would just like to say thank you for having me, you know, uh, representing one-fourth of Hero the Band. Um, but like you said, my name is Goku Love. I'm the bass player, singer for Hero the Band. Um, but we play, we all play multiple instruments, but my specific role in the band is bass and sing. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, so by doing a little research, I learned that you all come from a musical family. You're all brothers, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And so what was it like growing up? in a musical family with all of those strong musical influences? Uh, I mean, it was just a lot of noise. <laughs> nah, it was, uh, it, it was fun. It was super um, free. Um, I mean, growing up in the church, that's where it all kind of started from. My great-grandfather um, uh, built the church, saved up $1 to build a church. 
um, and it's out there off of um, Brookhaven in Atlanta, um, off Oglethorpe University, um, over there by Oglethorpe University. Um, it's called uh, um, Church of God in Christ, uh, Linwood Park Church of God in Christ. Um, but yeah, growing up seeing our great aunt, you know, playing the organ, seeing our cousin playing the drums, our other cousin playing the guitar, go across the church, our other cousin playing the piano, and our great grandfather's the pastor, mom and dad singing in the choir. So um, it was a lot of it was a lot of joy. I would say that it was a lot of joy, um, a lot of um, spiritual release. Um, you know, uh, as far as uh, just just growing up around music, it was a lot of uh, temptations. It was a lot of um, gospel. It was a lot of jazz. It was a lot of classical music, um, and that's kind of pretty much you know you know, getting you open when everybody's singing around you as a kid, it's like, yeah, this, this feels right, you know, um, they're smiling, they're happy, um, and then you just kind of, you know, and, and it just kind of grow on to you, so. Yeah. yeah, and you mentioned, like, all of those genres that were kind of involved in your life um, growing up, and, you know, all of the, just pretty much everything, and I definitely want to talk about uh, the genres and everything a little bit later in the interview, especially because of uh, the music that you guys do make, it's a little bit unexpected for the band that you are. Um, but what ultimately made you guys want to start a band together? I mean, you said a little bit about like, it just, it felt right just because of how much music was in your lives. But is there, I mean, a little bit more to that or is that pretty much it? Uh, can you ask that question one more time as far as like, are you asking? Um... Yeah, pretty much is like what ultimately, like what was the like turning point in making like you and your brothers wanting to start the band? Um, Honestly, we didn't grow up wanting to be singers. Like, that wasn't our goal. That wasn't to be like, you know, I never grew up like, oh, I want to be a star. Me and my brothers never was like, oh, we want to be singers or whatever. Um, we were athletes. So I was, you know, playing football. We all were playing sports. Um, and, like, I was, like, all county for football in high school, uh, MVP my senior year. Um, and it was a point to for me – um, I think DJ uh, Bam Bam, he's the drummer. It's my little brother. He's not the youngest, but he's my little brother. He's right behind me. And um, he was already, like, kind of checked out of high school. Um, and he was already kind of, like, listening to, like, crossover music, um, if that's what you want to call it. And uh, and, me and me and Justin were still listening to, like, uh, <laughs> R&B soul at nighttime because we all shared a room. DJ Nick shared a room. Me and Justin shared a room. And... It was at that point he was even saying like early on, like, yo, let's just be a band or whatever. And um, I was like, you know, well, I'm trying to get to the NFL. You know, he was still in high school. Justin was uh, in college. He was a, he was, uh, a semester in in college. And Nick was a junior in school. And I had just graduated um, from high school. And I was like, man, I'm going to play in the semi-pros. So I tried out for the semi-pros. I did that for a little while, and then one day Justin called me and was like, yo, if you quit football, and uh, he said, if you quit football, I quit college, and we do this music thing full-time, and I was like, all right, say no more, you know, um, and that's kind of how the ball, you know, in a short story kind of got rolling, um, and once we made that decision, DJ was on board, Nick was all on board, and it was just like a brother pack, you know, it was like a brother pack without even trying or trying to convince anybody, I think everybody's feeling the same way. And was like, yo, let's just do this for real. Let's take it serious. You know, so we traded weekends with friends, you know, going out to weekends in our uh, 
producer who graduated with us. He was like a brother from another mother to us, uh, Donovan Jarvis. Shout out to Donovan. Um, but yeah, he he uh, his mom and dad was so gracious to let a bunch of crazy, wild, free spirited boys come in their basement and make music from sun up to sundown. You know, and <clears throat> you know we were making music, uh, R and B music at first, and. And we were an R&B group at first, too. It was called Inseparable. Oh, okay. So you had a different name and everything. Yeah, it's a whole story behind it. So you're getting exclusive. <laughs> now, yeah, so it was an R&B group at first. Yeah, before we even started to be a band, it was an R&B group at first. And we were just singing in around, you know, like talent shows or whatever, like just going out. And uh, it was a transition. Our friend ended up putting us on to Queen, which we didn't even know. We had been listening to Queen since we were younger, you know, on a Mighty Duck soundtrack, you know. Um, and, and the queen was the soundtrack, but, at, you know, around back then, this is like in the nineties. So YouTube wasn't around back then, you know? So when she got a little, I don't like to say older, when she got a little wiser, you know, um, you look on YouTube and you actually see these people who you grew up to listening, uh, to on the soundtrack and like to put a face to the music and like, Whoa, this is what this looks like. You know, so they was in Wembley Stadium singing to 100,000 people, just going crazy, you know, super free spirit. I think Freddie Mercury had on some booty shorts and didn't care, you know, and it was like, wow, like, this is cool. And then you find out about Jimi Hendrix, you go to Lenny Kravitz, you start doing your research. So for me, for me and my brothers, you know, we didn't go to college, you know, just went for a semester. But for us, like, I, I, you know, I tell people all the time I went to uh, University of YouTube because that was my four years I got to take to actually experience life. And me and my brothers go on tour, you know, um, create music, study on YouTube, like, you know, people, documentaries, like documentary heads as far as music, seeing what, what it takes, uh, seeing what not to do, you know, what kind of pitfalls to avoid. But um, once we settled in, man, it was just like all uphill. Every year it elevates. So um, it's, it, it, was, it was really cool to just, you know, start back in, I think it was 2010, the band. Uh, and so we've been rocking for 21 years, seemed like. <laughs> no, 15, I'm sorry, 10. It's been like 11. It's been like 11 years. I'm sorry, 11, 11, 12 years. I'm tripping. I'm skipping. I'm skipping time. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm talking I'm, a lot. I like to talk a lot, but go no, ahead. No, I mean, it's perfect. It's it's your interview, so uh, take it away. Um, but yeah, uh, you talked a little bit about, and I was going to ask about your musical inspirations for the band, and I think you you touched on it. Um, but now I kind of want to talk about kind of each of your styles. I only have one of you here. I wish I had all four of you because this would be perfect for that. But um, yeah. so when I looked at the photos of you guys on your Instagram, and your Instagram is amazing, by the way. I mean, I love, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And I noticed that each of your styles is so different, and they all like all of your clothes and fashion. It all is so different, but it clashes in such a good way. Um, do you notice that in a similar way, like when you make yeah. music? Do you, like do each of you have like? certain things that you prefer and then they're all so different but like when it comes together it like sounds like it just makes a good collective sound yeah that's so funny and so unique that you say that um so we definitely are i mean obviously we're blood brothers we're all a year apart we're literally back to back so it's almost like uh quadruplets we quadruplets we all think alike you know but there's still a difference because we're all our own humans so with me i i bring more like the energy the punk rock i bring the raw essence the James Brown to the band. It's funny. So I'm James Brown in the band. That's what we say. I'm James Brown in the band. Uh, our baby brother, Nick, he's baby Michael Jackson of the band. Uh, Justin, the lead guitar is our oldest brother, not the oldest, but the older, the older one in the band. 
Uh, he is, uh, we call him Prince. And the drummer in the band, DJ Bam Bam, we call him Freddie Mercury. Um, and it's just a testament to like all the different genres and different energies that we all are into. So when it comes to even writing music, you know, somebody might bring a, a verse and a hook and then everybody's like, oh my goodness, like this is a vibe. And then somebody else might go off to the side and write a whole nother verse. But like you said, it's a different style. It's a different texture. It's a different melody, you know, but when they bring it to the table, it sounds like a complete song, you know? So it's just like the dressing, you know, everybody have similar to kind of same style, but it's always that splash of uniqueness that somebody bring, but it always coincide with, you know, what we're doing and just who, honestly who we are, you know, um, it's never really like, oh, well, you know, let's plan this out. It's like, all right, what you wearing? You know, just put it on and just be yourself. You know, that's our real, real, real life message. Just really be yourself, you know. Um, and I think we just been ourselves for so long. It's like we just vibe really well with each other. So when it comes to videos, songs, it's like, you know, a match made in heaven. I call it our cheat code. <laughs> Your cheat code? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, for I forgot to ask this before, um, but Hero the Band, like, where does that name come from? Is there, like, a story behind that, or is it just, like, this cool name you guys came up with? Oh, uh, it actually wasn't cool. You know, I tell people that all the time, you know. That's how much we believed in this idea that we thought about, you know. Because, um, I mean, you walking around like, yeah, I'm Hero, you know, uh, the band. You know, I was like, really, it's really as corny. I tell people all the time, it really is corny. But because we embodied it, you know, we believed it so much. Um, and then it and then it started take and then it started then the name started to have, you know, create a life of its own, you know. So um it was who we truly are, you know, just real positive people. Uh, shout out to our mom and dad. Um they raised us really well, you know, not saying we're perfect. I mean, we're not perfect by any stretch of imagination, nobody's perfect, but you know, right and wrong, you know what I mean, at the end of the day. You know, um, that's pretty much basic good morals, you know, do good to others and, you know, it'll come back to you. Um, put good energy out there, support people, um, believe in yourself. Um, so I think the name itself, you know, we go out there and perform and the music that we do, you know, is always uplifting, it's inspirational. So uh, it just kind of made sense. And I think Hero was just the name at first. And when we got with the, somebody, uh, when we changed the name from the R&B group Inseparable to Hero, because one, it was shorter, it was sweet. You know, that kids on YouTube, it was like kids on YouTube can't spell inseparable. You know, like they're not going to be able to know how to spell that. Hell, we have we have problems sometimes spelling it. <laughs> so it was like, yo, let's just make something short. And we picked out a lot of names out of the out of this hat. And a few names came out. It was uh, um, Magic Head came out. I think Magic was like top. It was like Magic and Hero. And it's funny because it's a band called Magic now, um, um, who we really love. But uh we was like, yo, let's just do Hero. And then the guy was like, uh, who we were with, who was um, kind of a part of the team at the time, he was like, Hero should be an acronym. Hero should be, um, you know, your harmony, your uh, ego, your rebel, and your IZ3 locking out on the ladies. It was so corny. It was so corny. I think we went with that for like a week, and it was like, nah, can't do that. So um, as we started to, you know, get into the business more, and our mom and dad and our auntie were like super, like heavily involved. And they still are, you know, to some degree. Um, but, you know, they were always like, yo, like y'all have to have a business. You know, it's a business, you know, you can have all the talent in the world. But if you don't have your business in order, then you won't go far. Da, da, da. And, you know, 
so we was on a business tip early. So it went from Hero to becoming Hero the Band LLC because, you know, Hero was already taken. So it's like Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy was Soldier Boy, but then people was wondering, like, why he put the Soldier Boy tell him on it. Because legally, he couldn't use just Soldier Boy. Legally, he had to put the Soldier Boy tell him on it to make it an entity that he owns. So Hero was Hero before a business. And then to make it an LLC and a real legitimate business, we had to put Hero the band. So, um, yeah, so that kind of had a name formed and in, in, in a short synopsis of things. <laughs> yeah. And I think talking, you, hearing you talk about like making, going from Hero to Hero to band and making that a business, I think uh, that was something that I was wondering, like, because you all kind of started this band so abruptly, it kind of like went from a pack to like a, an official thing. Yeah. Um, how did you guys go about navigating like producers and like getting studio space? How did you navigate that since it was so new to all of you, like doing it officially? Yeah. So like I said, it goes back to when we were like when we were R&B group and uh, <clears throat> even before recording and producers, uh, we were our own producers because we play instruments, you know, and um so we would sit at home in our mom and dad house in the living room. There's a keyboard, there's a drum there. Um, this is before I was playing bass. This is before Justin was playing guitar. Justin actually didn't pick up a guitar until he was 21. I don't think I picked up a bass guitar until I was like 18, 19. Never too late. Yeah, it's never too late. You know what I'm saying? So um, we were writing a lot of music. You know, I think I, I actually, I honestly started, I was writing. I had been writing since I was like probably seven years old. You know, and uh, shout out to my mom. She's a literature uh, like teacher and stuff like that. So she's all about like she's been writing forever since she was younger. Um, and have awards that she get, you know, from writing really great speeches and stuff like that. But nevertheless, you know, so it was in high school. Um, I was junior high school, and um, I was in math class, and I was not paying attention at all to the teacher as far as the lesson that was going on. And I started writing this song and I ended up taking it home and I recorded it on my phone, my flip phone at the time, you know, and just beating on the desk at home on, on the table. I had had the phone up to me singing it to it. So I took it back to kids. Um, Well, I, I took it back to school the next day. I let all the kids listen to it. I was like, oh, my gosh, you really sound really great. Oh, you already sound really good. My brothers were laughing. They was like, oh, this is cool, whatever, you know. And so the next day after that, my best friend around the time, he ended up writing a song and it was really good. And then from him writing a song, then my baby brother Nick started writing the song. So everybody just started writing music. It was like a real movement that was going on. Everybody was so excited. So like, so that's when me and my brothers really started honing in. It was like, yo, I think it was Making the Band. I don't know if you know about Making the Band, but P. Diddy, P. Diddy had a show years ago. <clears throat> it was called Making a Band. And it was where a bunch of guys in the house who don't know each other live together in his house and he did he put everybody into a group into an r&b group or whatever and they had to make their own songs write their own songs it's like write it in like five minutes write a song in five minutes da, 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 do all this you know it was like and that really inspired me and my brothers and i was like yo if they doing that we, we can do that. do that you know we could do that too yeah so it was around that time we like i said we just really was producing ourselves and had all these songs but didn't record because we didn't have a studio, but we just had songs that we would just sing live, and which really motored us, which really was really dope. So I want to say the first, uh, we had a talent show at our high school, Southwest Cap High School, shout out to Southwest. And we performed for the first time, and everybody knew it's like being funny, class clowns, just having fun. You know, and it was like, y'all not really about to sing. What y'all about to do? Y'all about to tell jokes? It's like, no, we singing. 
And we got up there and stung, put, a, put together a whole presentation. We had got a standing ovation. We actually lost. The only, the only reason why we lost because the prize was a pair of shoes. It's four of us, so that wouldn't work. Oh. So uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, yo, you guys sound really good. How would you guys like it to come to a studio and record? It was like, okay. <laughs> so it was like that weekend, I think we went over there and checked it out. And it wasn't like your first fresh little kid studio. It was like a really legit studio, you know, that his dad had been working on and that he's been producing on since he was like 13, 12 years old, you know, but at this time he was like 16, 17, you know, and uh, we go down there and we just started, like I said, started making music, started expressing ourselves, um, trading in weekends with friends in, in the basement. So um, that's kind of how that kind of started as far as with the producer. And he's been out, he's been our only producer since then. You know, uh, up until this day, signed to a major label and everything, and he's still producing for us, you know. And we work with other producers, um, but that's our go-to guy. Like, the sound, the, the majority of Hero the Band sound that you hear comes from Donovan Jarvis and Hero the Band, so. And that's loyalty. And I think that's super important in the music industry is to maintain loyalty. And so I think that's that's nice for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um, so now I kind of want to talk about... Um, kind of representation in the industries. It's always something I, I like to bring up and bring attention to. Um, and since you guys are musicians and you're all people of color and so am I, um, I kind of like to focus on that side of it. So um, yeah. it, it's a super complex <laughs> issue and it, there's the music industry definitely has a far way to go as far as like equal representation and all of that. But I kind of want to hear your opinions on it. Like how have you, from being in the professional um, music industry so far like what are you like what's your take on it like how do you think like wh where the improvements lie you know things like that as far as being black in this uh industry doing what we do in a pool of you know um uh i would say caucasian people that have power over the industry um to be honest with you, I'm going to be straight up honest with you, Layla. It's, it's a business. It's a straight up business. There's nothing more, there's nothing less. You know, people could smile. People could, you know, um, you know, just say they support you. And like, obviously you're, 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 you're special or you have some type of uniqueness if you are signed. And even if you're not signed, that don't mean you don't have any uniqueness. So let me say that. But being signed, you know, and being black and being and doing something totally different from the norm and you're not doing what every other, you know, what black people was was typical or was normal, right? Um, it's been uh, like I said, we stand in the lane of our own, so it hasn't been that difficult, but it's been difficult. Um, I would say as far as like, okay, I'll say, you know, when it comes to being black and black history month, right? And uh this happened, this is real, this is a real thing. Um, you know, you'll get people that, you know, that, that was, you know, they, they were sending us stuff, labels sending us stuff to do for black history. And some things we said yes to, some things we said no to C certain things we said no to, you know, as a white person, you know, they got mad at us for not participating in certain things for black history. Um, and for me, it was just like, Okay. Do you mind saying like what those certain things were? I'm just kind of curious. Oh, uh, I mean, it was just like maybe like certain interviews, certain things. It was like it was like a lot being thrown at us, you know, in Black History Month. And like I said, for me, it was just like as a 
as being a black person, like, do you really know how, in uh, a white person, you know, do you really know how a black person feel about black history? You know, do you really think like, if every black person is not celebrating black history, like it's a, uh, some uh, celebratory thing, you know, and I'm one of those people that's like, you know, I think it's an insult, you know, to even give black people just a month, you know, the shortest month of the year, you know, yeah, and then there's sure. oppression and there's still uh, psychological, physical and mental slavery that goes on till this day, you know, and it's like as a white person, as, as a white person, you don't really you can't you don't really understand or you're not trying to understand because of the simple fact that you haven't even asked the question. You know, you just assume that, oh, this is black history and we're sending all this stuff. Like I said, and it's, it's no, it's not, it's nothing bad, but it's about understanding, you know, and being on, you know, being on a label, you know, things get thrown at you super fast, you know, certain, you know, everybody's trying to work, everybody's trying to help you get to a certain goal, you know, but a lot of times, you know, uh, it can get misguided as far as, like I said, just that certain situation being black in this industry. And it was just like, okay, um, we don't want to do this. All right, we'll do this. We'll do this. But then the things we're not doing, like I said, just certain interviews and certain things that was just like, all right, you know, we sat, I'll say this, we sat in one interview that we thought it was for us. You know, we sat for like three hours in the cold. It was freezing outside here in Atlanta. They set it up for us in Atlanta and we get it. We get the interview back, but it wasn't about here or the band. It was about this bigger artist on a label, you know, and it was just a bunch of black people in the video and we were only seen for like two minutes, you know, and which is cool. But at the same time, it's like, not what they offered you for me as a black person, you use my blackness to go out to do an interview for two hours in a poll, didn't care, didn't ask any questions, didn't tell us what it really was about, wasn't transparent about what it really was about. And then we like, we see ourselves in a clip for two seconds, but it's like, okay, you're using my blackness for it your promotion, you know, yeah. it was like a label promotion typing, like, oh, we support the black community, you know, um, and it was just, it was just a little weird, you know what I'm saying, and I was just telling them, I was like, yo, like, you know, how are you, how are we getting mad as far as, like, because we as black people, like you said, we should, it was a, something that said we should feel, you know, be proud, you know, and stuff like that, and it was like, you can't, you can't tell me how I should feel, you know, like you said, when I see, when you already know. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing that happens, especially during Black History Month is people like telling you how you should feel and like telling you the history you should be learning when so much of the history is suppressed already. Um, and it's just like, it's not, it, none of it is really like fully transparent and no one's actually really asking you like, how are you feeling about things? Or like, what are your opinions? It's kind of just like, it's kind of that like performative, like, you know, I want you to think that I care, but it's not like truly, you know, it, it, they don't really. Yeah, no, for sure. And it was, it was for me. And it was like, that was a reality check for me because like I said, I come in with super positive, open energy. And for me, it was like, okay, I don't just treat it as a business. I treat it as like a personal relationship. But then from that point on, I have taken a huge step back from the industry side, you know, obviously still handling our business. Shout out is four of us. We have a really great team. Um, that gets the job done. So I could just truly just be an artist a lot of times um, and let us handle the business. And if it come across, it has to come, you know, through us anyway, so we can say yes or no to it. Um, so I could kind of be like a little chill um, and I don't have to be like overwhelming myself with the business side, you know, and all this stuff. But 
um, yeah, it's just like understanding, you know, and just knowing that, you know, this is a business and people really don't care. You know, there's just as far, cause like I said, as far as, as many, as many opportunities got sent for black history, it's like after black history, it was like emails been sent like, Oh, we're supporting the black community and beyond. But then it's like, I haven't heard anything since then. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, uh, you know, we have a song called I Can't Breathe. You know, it was on our last EP in 2019. It's called Lab Rat. Um, Lab Rat, and the hook is saying I Can't Breathe. And around the time all this stuff was going on, even with uh, George Floyd and everything like that, it's like, where's the label at that point to be like, let's push this song? You're like, this is a song, it's a black band. You know, they really embody this. With, the song that needs to be heard. Needs to be heard by the world. Like, they're... You know what I'm saying? So it's just like certain things like that. Um, but like I said, all in all, it's, it's good and bad. And like I said, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a transparent person. And I'm not going to sugarcoat anything just to make somebody else look good. And like, nah, like, but like I said, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a good and bad. But you have to know, like, what works for you. You have to know how to navigate, um, you know, through your situation. But like I said, just being Black and different and doing something totally different it is really different but like i can say you know it's it's been a whirlwind like but it, but everything has been smooth sailing so far smooth sailing so far since that situation <laughs> since that situation yeah i mean i think what anyone who's listening to this can take away from that is especially if you're a white person listening is just to like kind of step out of yourself and like be more conscious and aware of what you're saying saying to people all the time how it might make them feel and like if it's truly making them feel like a part of something and included and you know just everyone to love each other and be more inclusive and you know that's a good lesson to take from that yeah I think. yeah yeah <laughs> all right well uh that was all that i had for you today that was an amazing interview thank you so much um before we close it out can you let the listeners know where they can find hear the band and listen to you guys um on social media and anything? yes keep it simple um you could go to www.herotheband.com uh and com have all our social links it's instagram twitter facebook Everything, YouTube, um, the music, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to music, our music is there. But just go to HeroTheBand.com and you can find it. Great. Okay. Well, that is the end of the episode. Thank you so much to Gokula for joining me. Um, you know, you can find me on Instagram at Hollywood Hero Pod, and I will see you all next episode. Bye.